Welcome everyone to episode 109 here on the Proven Knowledge Podcast. This is the Creator Series and today I welcomed an R&B singer-songwriter. Her name is Janessa Nicole. Janessa spoke with me about her early upbringing uh, from a church family, kind of getting into music, um, her early influences like Beyonce and Music Soul Child and even in hip-hop Jay-Z and Nas, uh, kind of just blending different sounds together, uh, eventually led her to dipping back into becoming an artist around 2020, kind of getting back into things during the pandemic. She started writing and recording herself and mixing and all these different things on the computer. Um, But she ended up gaining a team of people uh, to kind of help her out on these last few EPs and the most recent one that just dropped, Therapy Session. We talked about that, uh, the singles, Cold Winds and Such a High. Uh, And she's also planning some visuals for those, which I'm looking forward to. She has another project dropping at the end of the year, which I'm also looking forward to. And I think it's just a lot of great things she has coming in the pipeline. And I'm just really happy with the message she shared on this episode about staying true to yourself, uh, really just being deeply rooted in you know your craft and what you do and not doing it for anybody but yourself at the end of the day and really just putting yourself out there. Um, and I wish her nothing but the best. I'm looking forward to working with her on music very soon. And without further ado, Let's get into the episode. Welcome, everyone, to episode 109 here on the Proven Knowledge Podcast. This is the Creator Series. Today, we have an incredible R&B artist. Uh, I think I connected with you, what, last year, maybe? End of last year? I'm not sure. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Janessa Nicole is here. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thank you for having me. Yeah, and thank you for being on the show and everything. I'm really glad to get you on here. And, you know, we've already been having a good conversation off, you know, the recording and everything. So, you know, to start off every episode, we have the guests give a bit of background. You know, how did you get into music? How long have you been doing it? Uh, Just simple information for those that might not know you and what you do. Okay. Um, So I've been singing since I was six. Um, I started writing, I want to say... It was. Be- I started writing before 12. I know that. I started songwriting before 12. And the way I got into music was my father. My father was a minister of music and a preacher's son, well, pastor's son. So I was always in church, always around music, always, like, I lived with it. Like, I had instruments all through my house. <laughs> so it was going to happen one way or another. Um, and that's when my training started. Like, mm-hmm. he started vocally, he started vocal training me when I was, like, six. And it was the rest is kind of, yeah. So I got back into it after grad school during quarantine because I started to realize that I wanted to live my life for me, basically. I just kind of wanted to find what my purpose was, and my purpose was always music. Like, throughout the semesters, I was always recording myself, and I was never, like, telling anybody I could sing. So it was just kind of a shocker, so... Mm. Yeah. I just wanted to like align with my purpose, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah, and that's and that's great to hear because it's like if it goes back that far, you know what I mean. You kind of want to do what feels true to you, you know. And it's like sometimes you kind of just have to go that route at the end of the day, as opposed to what other people might be telling you and things like that. So that's great to hear. Uh, we we just talked about you know some of the influences, uh, you know, growing up and even now. Uh, can you go back on a couple of those and then maybe some other ones as well? people that you've listened to over the last like 20 plus years honestly okay <laughs> that's a lot <laughs> um so let's start with my all-time favorite anita baker she is my all-time favorite um just watching her growing up like my fa- my father would have her patty labelle luther 
music, Soul Child. I remember that, like, those are the first albums I really clung to. Like, I just couldn't stop playing them. So, Anita, like, She Emerged is my favorite. And I just kind of stuck with her. Um, and then, producer-wise, Static Major. Also as an artist and a singer. He's, he was amazing. Um, and Aaliyah, my biggest influences, and Beyonce. Um, and then, on the hip-hop end, it would which really influences my pen, would be Jay-Z, Nas, um, Jay-Z, Nas, Victoria Monet. She's like, like right now, and just in general, like going through her dis- um, her catalog and her pen, she inspires me a lot, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, Victoria, like she's been around for a minute too, and like she like saw it with songwriting kind of behind the scenes as well, I think, from what I know, and like doing yes. books for people and stuff, and now she's like become a much bigger artist herself and everything, so that's great to see, but that's, that's honestly like a pretty wide variety of like different artists and things like that, and it's good to kind of yes. see like where the origins come from for certain artists, like what made them say like I'm gonna do music myself and everything. Uh, as far mm-hmm. as like, all, let's just take R and B for an example, because R and B, like if you look at R and B in the '90s, t- a little bit different from where like a lot of R and B is now. Obviously, there's like traditional R and B. Now we're seeing like trap R and B and a lot of different styles and things like that. What is your opinion about? where the genre is kind of headed as far as a lot of different artists trying different things. Are you more like you love the more traditional side or you're all for kind of just blending different sounds and seeing where it goes? Hmm. I I love both. I think I'm a I'm a lover of both of those hmm. um aspects of it. Um I think the side that I lean towards right now is it's kind of hard for me to say. Like I feel like I feel like both are essential, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to figure out. I like blending sounds and kind of figuring out and playing around with sounds. I feel like that's what R&B is in itself. And I think it's kind of, it's, it'll always be, like we'll always be learning from the 90s, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I think that for R&B to continue to grow and to move forward, there has to be continuous experimenting. Mm-hmm. So... I'm open to both, but right now I'm really in my R&B, Neo Soul 2000s, late 90s bag. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, and I, I agree I agree with that. Just really music in general, it kind of has to evolve over time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it changes with the times and based on what's happening in the world as well. And like, I think that debate is probably most heavily in hip hop because a lot of people miss like the 90s feel and like how that was. And there's still artists that are kind of doing that same feel but there's also trap and a bunch of different other styles and some people don't like those styles or whatever but it's like like we said before like we recorded we were like they're all necessary you know what I mean like all these artists are necessary and we need like everything because not everybody listens to the same thing so it's like you want to draw life inspiration from different people and see the different sides and everything so I totally agree with that um so obviously you just dropped a new EP the therapy session. So talk about that. Uh, you know, what kind of influences were going into making this project? Obviously you dropped a couple singles beforehand as well. Um, so just talk about it a little bit and what went into creating that. Yes. So therapy session. So therapy session was a very impulsive project. (laughs) Um, I'm actually working on a long-term project, but therapy session, I just, 
I really felt like I just needed to go into the studio after not writing for a few months. And like, had, I, I guess I had writer's block and I just didn't really know how to overcome it. So I just went to the studio and started freestyling for such a high. I freestyled such a high. And I just kind of tapped into more so feeling versus the structural side of it. Mm. And my influences, al- albums that I was listening to a lot, Tony Braxton's debut album, a lot of D'Angelo. I've been listening to Destiny Fulfilled probably for like a year now, like crazy, just trying to learn different things that um, Destiny Child did and arrangements. Um, I was also listening to the Blueprint album a lot. Always am, though. And a lot of Erica Badu and Floetry Jill Scott, I, I really wanted to tap into the soulful side like of my voice, like really hone into that because I found my sound with this project. Mm-hmm. But more so, I also creatively, I just wanted to be vulnerable and I wanted to allow myself to just fully immerse myself in my process. Mm-hmm. So, so is, literally, no, I'm go sorry. Ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. So literally the way each session started, it was like, I would go into the studio and I would talk to Ocean Heights and we would just, for the first 15, 20 minutes, we would just kind of have like a check-in, like, hey, like, how have you been? How's your music coming? And I think that, like, it's the genuine connections, like, of just, like, getting to really know my engineer. Like, me and Karma, I really know her. And my last project before this, you can tell, like, you can tell when there's a genuine connection there. Mm-hmm. And it, it really helps you to, like, get, like, more comfortable with your vocal production so yeah that was very interesting it's good too to have like i i I feel like i say this on every episode but it's good to have a team of people with you too to kind of see the vision and see like where you're going with it as well because i've heard that from so many different like interviews i've watched with like producers and artists where they're like we went in the studio and we didn't make anything that day all we did was talk about life and just be like where are you at like in your life right now and we'll just talk for a bit and then out of that comes these ideas and they end up being these great songs and things like that so it's it's just cool to see that it kind of like applies to different artists across the board as well it really doesn't matter like where you're at because it's just about human connection and everything and you can't work with certain people if you don't have that connection um so i think that's great i i think what the question i was going to ask before is is this the second project then after 1994 or was there one in between that as well so there was 1994 and then there was my, my actually my longest project me myself and my pen see i thought there was and, one more i was like i feel like i'm getting like one of them but and there's like there's kind of a theme going on with those <laughs> so to explain it so 1994 was just kind of me being comfortable enough to share my art and then me, myself, and my pen was me discerning because I feel like as an artist, you can get caught up in people's interpretations of your art. And that's not really what you should be focused on. That's Everybody's going to interpret your craft differently. Mm. And it's not about their perceptions. Like, that's not your purpose of making art. You put it out there. That's, that's all you can do. Mm. And then with therapy session, it was like, okay, I haven't really told you guys, like, the process of how like I started I never really had that dialogue about how I was about to go to law school and just woke up one day and decided to say fuck this 
and started recording in my room during quarantine and taught myself a little bit of everything. In the beginning, I didn't know anything. So I was like going on YouTube, not realizing that I'm mixing, I'm literally doing all this stuff, didn't even know what I was doing. And so I had my first studio session and I realized, oh, somebody else does this. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, um, there's voice memos from my actual diary. Um, disconnected in my soul. Those are from the day I actually decided a year before that I wasn't happy with where everything was going and the trajectory I was on. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. And then such a high just kind of came out of a place where I hadn't written for a while because I was so in my head about what do I say? Um, is there a certain amount of projects I have to release? And I decided to just, after I went to the studio and I recorded it, I was like, let me just drop it in two weeks and see what happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, cra it's crazy because that's kind of like almost a little bit of a full circle moment then from when you began until now, too. And like, it's weird because you say like 2020, it's like that feels like so much longer, even than two years, just because of everything that's happened. Uh, so, yes. but it's, it's really good to hear that, you know, you kind of use that time to have that almost an awakening to be like, I want to do this. Like, this is what I want to pursue. And you've just been doing it and doing great at it. So congrats on that. 100%. Thank you. So you mentioned a couple people you worked with on this EP and everything. Is there anyone else that you've been working with? Like maybe even on the next project that you want to shout out? Um, well, me, Oh, so I've actually been working. I've been in, I've been in vocal school for probably almost like two years now. Um, so my vocal coach is, my vocal studio is Tim Welch Studio. And honestly, most of my sessions are just kind of getting me to get to a place where I can find like different things that I can do with my voice. Mm -hmm. It's like I, I have like the basic training, of course, but it's kind of like, what sets Nina Simone's first project from her greatest work? Like just when you're, you're fully comfortable in like your badassness, I guess. <laughs> so um, they've been helping me. And if you listen to my first project, you can see that I'm very like shy and timid in my vocals. And gradually from me, myself, and my pen, I started to get a little bit more bolder. But therapy sessions, if you really listen with your headphones, you'll hear that I'm layering runs. I'm doing falsettos. I'm literally um just playing around and making it sound angelic and just trying to like make it feel warm that was the goal like I wanted the songs to feel like they're kind of hugging you and that is from all that stuff like it's kind of from conversations that I have my vocal coach I'll play a song and Brian will be like hey like this is how they did it when you go to the studio just knock that out or whatever that way and even um with this project I've never been vocally produced and Ocean Heights started vocally producing me while I was there. So little things like on such a high, the take, like when he, when I say that, like he was like, oh, add that there. Like, and for therapy session, we played around with so many different types of ways of singing the song. At first it was going to be very bright and like very um, kind of like bold, kind of like how when Beyonce gets like on Be, Be Alive basically. And he was like, no, try it breathy. It's like it doesn't have to be like forceful for them to fill it. Hmm. So there's little things like that that have helped my process. Um, Karma, she's engineering my next project right now. I've been working on them kind of simultaneously, and just um, 
her as an engineer, but also as a friend. She shows me her background vocals, how she does it. I can ask a million questions and I'm just learning. I'm a student right now. I'm always going to be a student, but I'm really focused on artist development. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's super great to hear. It it reminds me of, uh, I had one of my close collaborators, his name, he goes by I've been to Penn and he's from New York. Mm. And I talked about him. uh, I talked with him about something similar about uh, doing Mm. like vocal training and coaching. And he said something kind of similar where his first few like songs and projects, he felt like he didn't have enough confidence and he really wasn't like putting like his full energy yes. into it, how he should. And then when he started vocal training up into the music he has now, he said he feels like 10 times better about it. Like he pretty much yes. said the same thing. And like, you kind of just, it's almost like you got to open yourself up to those other opinions too. And like from people that have been there and like know how it should be done or like how it could be done or how it could be better. Mm-hmm. And then you just see it get elevated. You know what I mean? And they bring like the best out of you. You know, because you already had it there, you might just not have known how to like put it out that way. So I think that's exactly great. yeah. Another thing that I do, I'm not sure if other artists do this. Um, I make a note before I drop a project, and I put it's only probably like three people in that note that I share it with, and it's because I trust them so much, and I like I know that they're artists and they they're sensitive about their shit too. Mm-hmm. So, um, actually, I don't know if you saw, I did a Night in the Bay. So, most of the artists there, um, it's 90 for Till, and there was another collective there. But um, I actually have a song with um, my friend Malk. He's the artist. And he he helped, like, he literally, like, listens to, like, most of my music and just kind of gives me that feedback. But also, it's great because he's not a singer. So, I feel like having varied perspectives are important. And having people that are not just, I don't know, not just going to tell you what you want to hear all the time. Because mm-hmm. there's been times where I've sent him stuff, he's like, I think this could be better. Or, oh, like, maybe you should hold on to this for a while. Because I feel like there's something else that can come out of it. And usually something better comes out of it. So I think just having that team early is important. Mm-hmm. What's going on, everyone? Just wanted to take a quick minute out of today's episode to let you guys know about the sponsor for this summer, Cali Audio. Uh, Cali Audio has been around since 2018. They've been providing incredible audio products to music creators, producers, artists, pretty much everyone in between. Uh, shout out to Nate Bagley. Also, I actually got in contact with him uh, earlier this year. He is the head of marketing over there, and he hooked me up with some LP8s which I've been using. Uh, very great audio quality. Um, really excited to be able to finally have monitors for myself to be able to create, uh, especially being a producer as well. Uh, they're going to come in handy. I really recommend you guys go check them out. Uh, that's Cali Audio, K-A-L-I audio.com. You'll be able to see their full lineup of products. Very affordable, um, very great build quality as well. I'm very impressed with the LP8s, so I can imagine the LP6s and all the other monitors are very good quality as well. Um, so go check them out, and just wanted to remind you, we have a giveaway coming at the end of the summer in August, um, where I'll be giving away a pair of the LP8s to one lucky contestant, and I'm looking forward to you know doing that and gifting the great sounds of Cali Audio to someone else, um, because I think that's a really great thing to have, especially if you don't have monitors or anything. Once again, big shout out to them. Really appreciate them for even getting back in contact with me. Uh, So go check them out. Um, But for now, let's get back into the episode.
you almost get like a melting pot of like an experience at the end of the day and it all comes together how it should you know what i mean yes it's like try you just got to trust the process and just like see where it goes and everything so i definitely think that's great and you'll be able to you know continue to build with them over time and it'll just continue to get better and better so yeah yes. i think that's gonna that's be incredible um so you are also a photographer is that correct yes so i'm curious about you know that how does that like differ from what you do musically as far as like how you're approaching because it? it's both art right like photography is art music is art so like do you kind of go about those the same way and like the different formats like how you're approaching both are you more focused on one or the other like how does that go so it's, it's funny because people kind of ask me if I'm going to choose one or the other and I always say I'm never going to put down my camera mm. <laughs> and never going to put down my mic either so <laughs> but um they kind of balance out because I feel like sometimes as artists we can get into these creative routines where our music feels like work and we're not producing the best things so just because you have a high quantity of songs that you're you're making doesn't mean that they're all quality and I don't focus on having a lot of songs in the tuck and all that other shit I focus on okay do I at where I am at my am I feeling this when I'm writing this because that's my favorite time to write so with photography, it's like when I'm creatively burnt out on the musical end, I can go and I have an outlet and I have something that I enjoy. But one thing that I've gotten, I, I love Kobe, so I'm, I've read Mama Mentality so many times. And one thing he said, like one thing that people who don't know, like more people who want to master something will do is they won't spread themselves in so many areas. And I think people take that to mean that you have to focus on one thing at all the time, but I've learned that I can tunnel in on the music. Like I tunneled on a therapy session project. I started that project like what, October last year, but like I tunneled in on it from March to just about now and I was able to finish it. That's pretty quick for a project. And the only way I was able to do that was at a certain point I was like, okay, I have to lock in no photography for a while. And now I'm about to get back to the photography. And I think that they feed each other because sometimes I can take pictures of something and it inspires something musically. So I think they're coded, like they're inter intertwined. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm glad you mentioned that because it reminds me kind of, of so my brother's a photographer right he takes like mm -hmm. photos for like sporting events and like concerts and stuff and we had like a conversation I think like a few months ago about like how like not to face burnout and things like that and he's he was like I always have been told that I needed something else not just photography I needed something else to kind of like go to as well and I was telling mm -hmm. him like that's kind of what I did with the podcast because I was like I could just do music and do that and like that's cool and all and I'm always going to do that but like why would I not do something else that's also creative where I can also kind of get the same effect on people and kind of trying to help people and things like that so it's kind of like you got to channel like you said everyone thinks you got to just do one thing and that's it but it's like mm -hmm. you don't have to do that if you don't want to and everyone's different and you can just yes. go and try different things out and see what you like and some things will stick and some things won't but it's like Yes. why not just why not just do stuff you know what I mean like just because you enjoy it at the end of the day and everything doesn't have to be like your like biggest career thing ever either it's like if you just want to do things to free your mind from you know whatever you're doing here as well it's like why not do that and just continue to see where it goes so I think that's great that you have music and photography to 
you know, kind of just channel all that energy in. Um, so I'm curious as well to know what do you think has been like the biggest lesson as a creative? Um, like, so let's just say, let's just say the last couple of years, because you said you kind of got back into music and being an artist around 2020. So let's say since then, what has been the biggest lesson you've learned as a creative? It could be in photography or music or both. Can I give you three? Three's good. <laughs> so I don't have to choose. Okay. Um, the first lesson has been I'm very um I'm very about energy and moods. Mm. So everything that I do musically is mood based. So when I'm writing songs, there the mood is in real time. It could be reflective of something years before. But I feel like you have to get to a certain point as an artist where you're so in tune with yourself that you know when it's time for you to drop. Don't let anybody tell you when it's time for you to drop. Don't let anybody tell you, hey, like we haven't heard from you for a while. I drop one project a year for the most part. If it's not done, it's not done. Mm. And I think that is a big thing. Like just trusting that gut feeling. You'll like you'll know. Like I woke up on was it Mother's Day? I think it was. And I just decided I was like, hey, it's time. Like, there's nothing else for me to add. My baby is ready to go. <laughs> like, so I think that's a big thing. And then the second lesson is don't be afraid to let other creatives experience you. Don't hide yourself in your room or, you know, isolate yourself because those interactions are what's going to, like, keep you, keep you level-headed and keep you focused on the worst days. Like, there's some days where, like, I, I may have like a really bad interaction musically or something and I, I text my friends and my, my support system and I'm like hey like I'm, I'm, I don't think I could do this <laughs> like this like somebody said something somebody said something and they'll be like well I know music theory and that's not right um the last thing I would say is hmm, the last thing I would say I would say that you can't expect instant gratification that you have to, you can't, and you can't be doing this for monetary. You have to really be patient with yourself in terms of creating and in terms of not internalizing if you're getting a thousand streams or whatever, like to start off with, and you're not getting like whatever you see at the end of the year roundups, but you have to literally be in it for the right reasons. Otherwise, you will not make it. And I'm not saying too mainstream or anything like that. You just mentally will burn yourself out. You have to check in with yourself and realign. Like, you have to remember why you love it. Hmm. Yeah, that, and that's too true because a lot of people, they are focused on just that. You know what I mean? Because we're in the social media era where it's all just like, we got to get it now. If we don't have it now, then we're never going to get it or whatever. It's like you got to look at the really broad spectrum of your whole journey and be like, this is a long journey. So I just got to continue to every day, put in a little work. And if you make a little progress every day, then you're, you're doing what you're supposed to do. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, if you can go to sleep at night and be like, I did this one thing that helped get me further today, then you're good. You know what I mean? And you just got to try and keep doing that. Um, so, yes. If you, if you just add, like, say you just go to one of your tracks and you add, a snare or you 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 um you add some little like you add some little ad libs or something you layer something like 
even if you didn't spend a full hour on it, you worked on it at some point. And I think that's something that Instagram has messed with people's minds. Like you get on Instagram, you see people working, but you don't know if they took that picture yesterday Mm -hmm. or today. Like if you need to rest as an artist, take your breather. I I forget who it was. I I saw someone that I, I follow, I think I follow on Instagram or maybe I watch like their YouTube videos or something. They talked about um, kind of getting the most out of your time. So like if you have only a couple hours in the day, if you can make the most out of those two hours or one hour or whatever, it's still the same as having the full day. You know what I mean? Because you know exactly what you need to do and when you need to do it. And then, like you said, it'll just all add up over time. And you won't even notice the difference really because you'll be working at your own pace. And that's another thing is like, everyone wants to compare with everyone else and be like, look at where they're at. I got to be where they're at like today, but you, you, everyone's on their own journey and everyone's on their own path. So we got to always remember that and keep that in mind. Um, but it's very important to, like you said, to have a mental reset every now and again, and just kind of, um, you know, get back to the basics at the end of the day and stay rooted in what's true to you. Um, so that's, yes. that's always great. So obviously you said, you know, another project is coming later this year and everything. Uh, is there more shows coming? Like, do you have shows coming or anything? Any other surprises that we can be on the lookout for? So, show-wise, I'm... Okay, so that's... <laughs> so, performance-wise, I'm... That's my goal that I'm trying to overcome, like, my fe- like my fear of performing. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting really good at it. I just gotta stop running off the stage at the end. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um... Yeah, so my goal is to perform more. This I, I will be performing more this year. Let me manifest that. And my main goal right now is to give you guys some visuals for therapy session and to really, well, therapy session and my other projects is drop visuals until I feel like I'm done dropping visuals for a while and give you another project. <laughs> nice. So looking forward. Are you thinking like Cold Winds maybe video? <laughs> Wh- which one? Do we, do we know? <laughs> Maybe all of them. All of them. Even the Maybe. even the interludes. Even the interludes. <laughs> I like how your mind works. I, I'm just I'm just spitballing because I'm like five five. That's not that's not too much. Like five visuals. Why, <laughs> why not? But I'm I'm looking forward to that uh, for sure. Whenever those come out, and uh, it's gonna be cool to see. So these are the last few questions here. Um, these are ones I mm-hmm. ask on every episode. First one is if you could go back ten years ago maybe give yourself a piece of advice or maybe not change anything at all. What do you think you would do? Well, this is hard. Um, <laughs> 10 years ago, where was I? I was in, I was a senior in high school. Okay. <laughs> um, I love where I'm at now and I wouldn't have met most of the people in my journey if I didn't go away to college and I wouldn't have these stories to share if I didn't. But I guess I would tell my 18 year old self that to follow my instinct like I knew I didn't want to go to school I knew I wanted to backpack to Europe and figure it out and I know that's crazy to think of but I knew I wanted to do um photography and music but I didn't know how um because you know like you're thinking long term financially at that age mm. and I would just tell myself not to give a fuck about any of that and start sooner mm. So, if, so I would change that. Yeah. So if we flip it then and we say 10 years from now, where do you think you want to be in your career and your life in general? 10 years from now. <laughs> it might be tougher. It might be even more tough. It, it is. Um, it's tough to think about. 10 years from now, 
I will be at the next level. I'll I'll be there. Like I I it's I know I'm I know where I'm going. In ten years, I like my mindset right now is that I'm already going to make it. And for me, my idea of making it isn't the same as a lot of people around me. In terms of, I don't look at look at mainstream as making it. I look at my purpose being fulfilled daily as making it. So I believe that my purpose is to make people feel things and to also share my experiences so that we can heal together and grow together. And I don't really have any like Grammy goals or award show goals. I already know in my mindset that I'm going to be private as hell. I'm not going to go to award shows. I don't care about any of that. I will be like Frank Ocean. You'll never see me. And I don't really get caught up in long-term goals because I feel like it starts to weigh artists down mentally when they're like, oh, I haven't gotten a Grammy yet. I haven't gotten a, um, I want, I want the, what is it, ECOT? Like they oh, want a Grammy, yeah. Oscar, yeah, Tony. Yeah. Like when you get weighed down in semantics like that and waiting for validation from others, it, my whole, I guess my whole mantra is we're born validated. So if I'm doing all of this just to wait for some validation at the end, I just want to be present and I want to be enjoying my life. I want to be truly in the moment and just truly deciding each year mm. what aspect I want to focus on. Do I want, I want to direct a movie one day. I know that I want to songwrite for other artists. I already know what artists I want to work with. Like I want to be able to just wake up each day and kind of just decide. Mm. I want to have that freedom to rest if I want to, because mm. as we know, as indie artists, we'd be, we'd be on the go. Mm. So and I think that's where like real success actually comes from rather than the awards and all the stuff that everybody sees and everybody thinks that they want. It's like if you're not yeah. just happy with your life and what you can just have today, it's like what is the point of any of it? So I think that is the most important thing on anybody's journey, when whatever they're doing, not just music. So that's definitely uh, something that I think we all should take from. What do you think – is your final words of wisdom today for the listeners? Wisdom. Start how you want to finish. That's, I think that's my goal. Well, it's not my goal. That's my mantra for my careers. I'm starting it how I want to finish. I'm starting it private. I'm starting it with love around me. I'm starting it with people who I have genuine connections with. i People DM me all the time asking for collabs, but if I don't really have a genuine connection with you, I'm, I'm probably going to say no nine times out of ten because I'm starting how I'm going to finish. The way my career is going to go when I'm elevated, it's going to be those same people around me. And I think that people, they wait or they're waiting until they get recognition to decipher how they want to, how they want their careers to be and I'm not waiting. I'm start. I started my career in private. I told nobody I was dropping 1984. I told nobody what I was working on. Each project, for the most part, I'm always working on something that you're not going to know about. And that's just from studying Beyonce and Kobe. Like you don't have to tell everybody everything. So start your career how you want to finish it. If you want to live a private life, you want to be regular while you're also being an artist. Then you need to start that way, mm-hmm. and you need to really look at your routines and enhance mm. those. So, yeah. 
Very well said. And moral of the story is just be true to you at the end of the day, no matter yes. what, just be true to you and be yourself. Um, Janessa, thank you so much for joining me. Thank I'm you. glad to, you know, do this episode and everything. And I'm looking forward to the next project, all the visuals, whatever shows you got coming up. Um, thank you once again. I really appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> I, I really know. appreciate you having this platform and also just everything. Thanks, guys, for listening today. That was episode 109. We'll be back this time next week. I did want to say that we're only a few weeks away from the giveaway with Cali Audio. We're giving away a pair of LP8 V2s studio monitors. Uh, Looking forward to doing that. Thanks again to Cali Audio for sponsoring the podcast this summer. And one of you will be taking those home. So stay tuned on Instagram and through the episodes in the next few weeks for details on how to enter. But until next week, we will see you then. Thanks, everyone.